everybody to Score Her Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is your all-in-one platform needs. Does whatever you need. And one click, maybe two clicks, because it's like that. But Anchor is sponsoring. Thank you guys so much. Uh, today, we got the boys. We got Joseph. We got Charles. Hello. What's up, boys? What's up, my boys? Here's something, something real quick I'm wondering. Are people, do people voluntarily uh, plug Anchor, or does Anchor expect people to do it because they're using the platform? Uh, you know, we uh, we insert Anchor ads onto the actual audio podcast, but we don't actually put one in the video podcast, and they don't pay us for it. So I'm just giving them a little shout-out, you know, a little click-click. But because I forget to mention it in the middle. So, okay. Uh, okay. yeah, that's that's it. They don't actually, like, say on the video side, being like, you got to do this. But, like, if you want the a little, a little change they throw you away, it's like you need to actually put them in but we have little audio snippets but yeah they don't actually tell me i have to do this but they're just okay, right nice on. Right on. and a little bit more professional it helps break in the podcast since we don't have uh james man that man's going to bring that cheddar soon i don't i don't know maybe maybe he just needs to find the goat milk maybe he's trying to find like koala milk <laughs> maybe he'll be back right <laughs> now James, you suck ass. <laughs> I was hoping. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, maybe even brand new here. Um, yeah, we uh, we had a co-host. He was actually one of the founders of the podcast. He did what I was supposed to do and bail out after the first like 20 <laughs> episodes. And uh, then he was like, I'm a barely ship. But he is he's doing it because he has schooling because he's responsible idiot uh so uh now i'm i'm in charge of it now i just don't want to leave it's it's too nice here uh but uh how has everyone weeks been we kind of started this off weird how uh uh charles how how's your how's your week been i'm pretty good Megan, i bet brad kozlowski this past friday when i brought his food to him i was running food and also freaking i uploaded the youtube short that freaking exploded and has over two thousand views on it Nice. It's like the single most viewed channel since I restarted the goddamn thing. Right on, right on. Good job. Little, little soft claps Congrats. because of audio, you know, little soft claps. Nice. Is that, is that a joke? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't want it. Okay. No, yeah. No, yeah. Okay, go ahead. And also, my thinking, I've gotten, gained a few more subscribers, so now I'm up to 147. Awesome nice right Check on grow, and we bro. and we played uh we played some halo last night so i can't wait to see uh see some of those clips on uh you know that video is either i forget which one i freaking have scheduled this to tomorrow in dope because i have two edited videos coming this week one's the nice. one from the clips i got from freaking hate when we played halo 2 the other day okay no well what we didn't play halo 2 we played master chief collection it's just we got stuck on halo 2 and halo 3 for most of the fucking game so yeah yeah you don't play <laughs> halo 2 you endure it i like halo 2 i did better freaking playing halo 2 than i and freaking halo 3 than i did in freaking reach dude i love reach halo reach is like my favorite yeah. like i i just on legendary is like don't walk in the park it's, it's, it's easy so i take it you didn't play it on legendary then you played it on like you know anything else <laughs> oh multiplayer oh okay, yeah we okay, played okay. the multiplayer of halo uh master chief collection because infinite slowly dying more and more and more every day um so we just played the master chief collection uh 
you know, it's, it still still holds up. I have like 8,000 game modes and uh, different Halos to play all at once. So, yeah, we did that. Uh, but, Joseph, how has, how's your week been? Oh, it's been it's been a good week. Uh, I've been busy, so I, um, I I had I had a situation um, I wanted to share with you guys because I thought um, some of our listeners who maybe enter into like the freelance space um, would uh, appreciate how to deal with a certain situation. It's not a bad thing. It's actually it's actually mostly good news. So I was able to uh, start up a contract who the hours and the pay very much is equal to the hours and pay that I got in my last position. So. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty thankful for that. So that's the good news. The bad news is that they told me upfront that they won't be able to work with me for too long. Um, it could be a month, it could be two months, but they will want to work with some, with an agency. I'm an individual producer. I'm pretty good at what I do, but I'm not a one man agency. So I said, okay, well, you know, obviously I'll just work with them for now. It gives me some breathing room so I can, you know, look for some other stuff in the meantime. Uh, and then, and then I thought over like, okay, what is the best way to deal with this? How, how do I get the most out of this? So what I thought was, when the time comes for us to actually look into finding an agency with them, this is something I'm going to actually help them with, help them find an agency, and see if that actually can get me into it, even as a subcontractor, because I know the show very well because I'm working on it, which means that when the agency takes it over, they would need me as like a liaison or a subcontractor, and then I can just do the project management for it. Because you imagine if somebody is coming to an agency with a whole show, which means editing, marketing, promotion, producing, uh, scripting, all of that stuff, that's a lot. And so it might make more sense for somebody to like be half in, half out to, to work on it. So I thought, well, you know what? That's probably the best way to handle it. Either... I get nothing after two months, three months, who knows, or I find some way to make it work. And this is the thing that I wanted to share is like, you know, don't despair when you get the bad news as well as good news. You want to think of like, okay, here, he, 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 what do I do to make this into a benefit for me in some way, shape or form? So yeah, um, that was that. And then I'm um, doing some extra editing uh, while I'm at it too. Um, one of them is a very religious show now. Uh, and they, and they G4? play like this. <laughs> G4? <laughs> yeah. You think I would work for them? <laughs> I mean, don't write me. <laughs> Make that chatter. But continue. Yeah, yeah. To talk about like a two, a two, a two month long contract. <laughs> um, a couple thousand bucks for that two months. Huh? I just, if I didn't despise them, then yeah, maybe I'd think about it. Principles. Uh, I, 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 just, I would just get that job just to sabotage them, honestly. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> this man would just get the job to just they, sabotage them. After what the they did to Tech TV, no mercy for them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so like the other one, uh, so the other one is, a, is a, like a religious podcast, and it's, and it's pretty neat to work on, just like a you know a different uh, viewpoint that I don't normally get to uh, to listen to, uh, and they play this this choir song as their intro music, which you would think you would hear at like a funeral for like a, a bishop or something like that. So at the beginning of every episode, I start weeping before I start working on it. So process my grief and then process the audio. That's my new workflow for them. Charles, what was that? That's bad. They played Gangster's Paradise or freaking Undertaker's freaking thing. No, no. <laughs> It's... No, but I might pitch that to them. That, that, if, they, if, they, if they don't realize that, like, just get, like, the chorus part of it, you know, they could work. Mm -hmm. yeah, probably yeah. would. Yeah. 
Yeah, Although I would assume that they would know it from Amish Paradise, if anything. Like, they might be somebody who, like, they, they heard about the Weird Al version of it, but they've never oh, heard of the original yeah. Gangster Paradise. So for them, they just think, well, this rap is kind of edgy, but, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> they, they use the word Heine in there. Like, so. Uh, anyways, uh, very grateful to be to to have these uh, positions, and it's nice to like. I don't actually have to look for work for for a little bit here, and I might not have to for a good long while, depending on how things go with this contract. So, I feel good. I feel like okay, I'm back to, um, I'm, I'm back to back to stable. Good. I'm just imagining. I'm hoping that Joseph is getting paid like two grand for this whole thing, like short lived deal. Uh, it's, it's good enough. It's an hourly rate, but it's the same rate that I had when I was with, uh, Debutify. So, it's good. That's definitely good. I mean, no yeah, matter I what. I can't share any more specific than that. Tell us the uh, IP address of where they are. <laughs> tell us their I IP address. America. You're on your own from here. <laughs> what were you saying, Charles? I was just saying that I know how you've told me about how stuff like that is like freaking between you and the people that you're making the whole deals with and everything. Yeah, a lot of the times that you would make, uh, you would actually make pretty good money for doing things like Joseph's doing. But if you, if they give you a, and I've learned this the hard way, if you they give you a lump sum of money up front, it run, just just fucking run. Because this is what they do. They give you a lump sum of money at once. You sign a contract that states that you work for them for two months. Now you have no time to yourself. Even though they say you can have your own time, you don't. Because they call you at 5 a.m. Guess what? At 5 a.m. you're getting on the phone with them. And they will just control everything for those two months. Because they already paid you. And you can't quit. If so, you have to pay them back the money. But usually there's no loopholes out of that contract. Uh, but getting paid hourly like Joseph is, is actually a much better deal. So actually, that's a little uh, bit of tip for anyone out there trying to do freelancing jobs. Don't do a job, a bunch of money up front. Run. Run or get an hourly rate. And I understand it might be hard for them to track it, but work with them if they're actually wanting you, like if they're an yeah, actual like company. If, you, if, you're, try trying, to if you're trying to find paid work and you have to choose between a lump sum or nothing you should take the lump sum and get the experience going uh but then try to pivot into into an hourly rate format uh, i've been using upwork for almost 10 years i'm a top rated freelancer on there nice and it's a it's really it's a fantastic platform and a lot of people are put off by it because it's competitive like it is a worldwide platform so it's me going up against like potentially hundreds if not thousands of other producers so like the fact that i landed something is remarkable um it, so it, it can be it can be discouraging because I, I applied to like 50 to 100 different um, uh, positions there. But like, you know, every time somebody puts out a job, that means they hire somebody. When they hire somebody, that means that person is taken out of the job pool, which means that there is now fewer people left to uh, take whatever jobs happen to be available. If I, I haven't looked for a new job in two weeks yeah, like week and a half, two weeks. If I was still applying every day, I by this point I could potentially be overwhelmed and actually not have enough time to to, to manage everything. So it's you know it's interesting how it can it can be feast or famine with it. Uh, but I totally agree with you. Like do hourly for all of the reasons that you mentioned. I also find too that with lump sum, it's much easier to mismanage that money. It's more like yeah. I might I might be more inclined to give into some of my bad habits, like going back to I, going back to our, my local Starbucks, which. I don't do I don't do I don't do lately anymore. I got into making my own coffee at home, but like, yeah, a lot of bad habits can rack up pretty easily. So like, 
being paid out a little by little is uh, it's, it's it's easier for for money management. And one other thing about Upwork too, a lot of other pe a lot of people were also put off by it because Upwork does get a chunk of the money from their from the service fee. That's how they make their money, which is yeah. total, which is fine. Uh, but what you'll what you should know is that once you cross a certain threshold of money, Upwork takes less of a cut. So the first 500 Upwork basically uh, runs rickshaw over you. But once you actually turn into like a more long-term, almost like a full-time position where you get past $10,000, their cut is negligible. So you you, so you'll, you will make better money for it. Um, so it's not as good of a platform for more like short, short-term, low-paying stuff. But again, use that stuff, churn that out once you get into higher-paying stuff as well. Oh yeah, especially when you're getting into like the freelancing jobs and stuff. Like you, you can learn so much stuff by starting with something simple. Let's say it's a small amount, and then you have that company's taking little cuts out of it. Yeah, but now you just learn how to do, etc. Mm -hmm. And you got paid to learn it. Learn it versus me, I jumped into YouTube making zero with zero outcomes with zero everything else, and I was learning just how to do editing and paid more money to learn how to do something yeah it's, yeah it's that was fun. that was me with media 10 years ago i paid money yep. so that i could do professional work mm -hmm. i used that professional work to find my first wave of clients which put me into even yep. and now now it's it's been it's been 10 years of that i have to continue to upskill which is something to keep in mind too you always want to try to like work on new things um mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why i volunteered to like start editing this show because it's very much like you know on the forefront of media so you know continue to try to work on things that are continue to challenge your skill set don't let your skills stagnate because yep. that will um that, that will eat away at your ability to make better money and have better uh paying jobs and and one last thing because i know we got some important stuff to talk to but don't feel like you're not going to make good money as a freelancer I'm doing okay right now. I'm not as good as I could be in financially, but I'm all right. Again, you can make a serious amount of money. One of the jobs that I had applied to was a, was a very simple, but very like um, intricate editing job where you're just silencing out like a lot of small flubs, um, cleaning up the audio, be very meticulous, trying to turn a podcast into audiobook level quality. But that dude was willing to pay $1,600 for about four days worth of work. If I didn't get this guy, but if I got that guy, I would have my entire monthly bills all worked out for four days worth of work. Yep. Freelancing is a fantastic career opportunity if you know, you're willing to be competitive with it. And I'm not against getting like a full-time position or like even a part-time position with a company. If it's a good position for me, I'll still take it. Yeah, but right deals, everything. If you want to feel like uh, freelancing is the kind of thing that some people are just made for. And I feel like that's me in a lot of ways. Yeah. No, I, de I definitely agree. Um, now when it, when it comes down to the, the freelancing side and like trying to get your, trying to get your foot in the door, I'll just take anything. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it all comes down to is, especially when you're not as high tier and everything, take whatever yeah. you can take it all as a learning experience and look at it like this is you're not us. You're not paying to learn this stuff 
now you're getting paid to learn the stuff so take yeah. it as a learning experience do and it for free do it at cost if you have to yeah pay money to do it if you have to that's how i learned how to do some of the best editing i've ever done to the point where my videos have a most amazing stats i've ever seen on one of my videos on one of britney's videos on several client videos i look at my stats and then look at all the people i've helped them i'm going oh my god i outperformed everyone i know like this is great and now i'm using it on other people's channels and other people's techniques and now their click-through rates are from four percent to 13 to eight percent to 22 like it's working and everything else so yeah i mean definitely just knowledge just keep that in mind anything you do learn from it pay the pay for the knowledge do the things and if you get paid for it kitching put that in a savings uh print out a dollar online uh on some official paper hang it up so you don't actually waste money and then uh look at it every day going i made that mm -hmm. quite literally because you printed that on a piece of paper but you, you go i made that i made oh, that dollar this is illegal <laughs> <laughs> well don't use it um but you know yeah um but uh so yeah that's that's really cool so anything else happened in your week joseph anything else started intermittent fasting nice pretty pleased with it so far so i'm looking forward to keeping that up and then yeah i just uh just feel looking forward <laughs> I, I, I feel like i got a good summer to look forward to nice yeah i uh so that's actually a good little segue for me i usually don't uh talk into too much on like how my week's been going but um so i've been i've been biking you know, I, I should my podcast but i'm like nah i let you guys have the spotlight um and i talk too much so uh, i uh so i've been biking i brought the bike in last week you know for taxes um <laughs> i uh i got my bike and for the whole entire week i were in seven days straight uh and i've hit 17 miles in seven days that Really, really good, really good for the first time going. I have not took a break yet, uh, so right now I'm at 27 total miles. I've ran uh, 10 miles in the last three days on the bike, so four miles one day, and then just stacked on top. So I'm hoping to just continue to go higher and higher. Uh, as a gamer, I would say it's definitely hard to um, to move around and be more physical. It's definitely more difficult because you're sitting down and you don't realize how much you're sitting. I, and I talked about this on previous podcasts, but when you're streaming for six hours a day or you're you're working on uh, editing for so many hours, you're sitting down. And I got a stand-up desk and I love using it, but when it's all said and done, when, you have, when you're someone like me with arthritis, you having that resting position is so nice so you can just rest it and you can just relax a little bit more. So keep it balanced, but... Definitely, are you, are you uh, using compression gloves? I never got them. I never got, got them in. I bought them on. I bought them on uh, the link you sent me a while back, and I never received them. Okay, we'll follow up with the seller because they <laughs> sometimes they just like they, they just they, eh. yeah they okay yeah it does happen. I, you just got to follow up with them sometimes it's like oh well, i'm sorry i forgot it was chinese new year or something like that okay so, yeah i i'm gonna i'm gonna look back into it i haven't looked back into that since uh, about. See, see, it's the funny because like, this is this is this goes back to like some of the e-com stuff we talked about mm -hmm. before. How like, look, you can save money if you buy it on AliExpress, but if you're willing to spend a little bit more money with an established brand, you're still buying the exact same product, mm -hmm. but you do have a little bit more account accountability. But yeah, like like you got to get on that. Like I I have arthritis problems too. Um, I will notice that my it starts to flare up. So like, 
I've been able to keep that pain at bay with compression gloves. It's going to make a big difference. And yeah. look marginally cooler, at least as far well, as well. With you know, with like go. you, you you also have the the zinc uh, link tattoo. So Zelda tattoo. Yeah, there Zelda tattoo. Um, so that kind of helps out. There's actually a girl at my local market who has the exact same tattoo. I nice. thought that was actually really fucking cool. I was like, oh my god! And then I walked away. I was like, I can't talk to you, Britney's here. <laughs> but cool. I don't want Britney standing around going, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I'm just like. You don't understand. You just will never understand. Uh, but yeah, so I've been riding a bike uh, a lot recently. I've been working a crap ton on editing. Um, we are. I'm about to release another uh, video, seeing who's the best at uh, the game Dead by Daylight. That will probably be in the news in the next few weeks. Um, but we've been talking. Uh, we've been recording videos for it, and I wanted to bring it up because there are so many videos that don't stick, and I feel like that's so in uh, un encouraging i don't know if i'm saying that even close to being right but unencouraging yeah uh, uh well i mean yeah okay that works but usually people would just say discouraging discouraging okay well so we uh me and me and my team recorded for three hours one day and getting four streamers to sit down for three hours all at one time it's impossible like when everyone works a full-time job and then stream and then have kids and everything else getting four people to sit down at once is impossible um but we finally got sat down we got people in there we did we recorded for three hours and we were like man that's great let's go everyone backed out and i thought it was a i thought it was a video i thought it stuck and i went back through it and i just i looked at it and i went i i know this won't work. This is something I'm not proud of. I want, I'm not proud to put this out. So, um, but I think those are really important to see, especially when you're getting into like the editing and everything else. If you don't feel right about a project, don't do it. If, especially if it's something that's going to burn your time and burn it for you. Now, obviously if you're working on someone's projects for them. Then it's a different story, but I can bring this up because I edit for my girlfriend, Brittany and so I've been editing for her for like the last X amount of time. And we, we had a video. She filmed the video. It was great. And I edited it and I hated every bit of it. I hated everything about what I was editing. And I even told her, like, I, I finished it up. I showed it to her. I was like, I hate it. I hate everything about this. Either retake it or we throw it away. I told her like, it's my time. I, I, I get, I get screwed with it, but it's my time. If, if it, I, just, I don't like it. I hate it. I hate everything about it. She watched it. She said the same thing. I hate it. But instead of throwing it out, we actually made it work. So what we did was we retaken some of the shots that were necessary. We implemented a voiceover to it. And now it's a video that actually has a pretty high click-through rate, a higher viewer attention, like 78% uh, viewer attention. Uh, that's great for YouTube. Um, so a video that was going to be trash may not always be trash and so but if you're gonna put a lot of your time and effort into it don't don't if it's not something that you feel comfortable about doing it's not worth it but i had to learn it, the hard way <laughs> was it trash um because just like the content itself wasn't good or and not to do so much with your with your technique it was so like for britney's end it was just we kept having uh camera problems but for my video the one that took over three hours to just record it um the concept was great but it just it took so long the energy wasn't there um i didn't feel like the content was there so the premise of the video was 
uh, we're going to have a bodyguards. So it was going to be called the presidents and, or the bodyguards or something like that. Uh, and what was going to be was we would, everyone would protect me, get me through this whole entire match with a killer chasing us. I wouldn't do anything. I would be like the president. They were my bodyguards. They get me to the other end. That was the premise of the video, but it took three hours and we didn't even do it right. And we're all just like, it was fun. And it was a fun time filming, but it just, when you, when you're looking at the end of it and you're just like skipping through content, like you kind of get that feel of like, okay, I like this. And then you just get that like gut feeling. You just go, I no, I don't even need to watch over this. I, I could tell you right now. No. And to this day, we filmed that like six months ago. No one's thought about it since. Literally no one thought about it since. And the only reason I thought about it, I had to clear up my storage because I'm a man with four terabytes in his computer and only have 60, 600 free gigabytes. <laughs> That's it. So I'm like, okay, I don't delete stuff until I know it's completely done with. Uh, but yeah, it was one of those situations where like I knew in recording it, the, we just went off track too much or it took too many games or it took too many tries when you're trying to push so hard to get something to work. It's like the example, we tried so hard to get this to work for three hours, but I spent 18 hours breaking three world records. But I spent the 18 hours trying to actually accomplish something, not trying to push a concept to work. That's like a game developer saying, hey, we, we gave you guys a new battle pass, but not at once. Let's, let's give you a little bit. Oh, you're not doing it? Well, uh, here, here, here's more. Oh, you're still not buying it? Uh, uh, here's more. It's like, it, it just won't work that way. Um, Halo Infinite. Yeah, Halo Infinite, except they're not giving us anything yet. I'm waiting for it. If they said, like, buy the battle pass and you get a, uh, a keychain, I'll do it. <laughs> like you can with the keychain. The, they added some new modes into the game. That's like mm -hmm. really this is what you're giving us so f right now. They added like three game modes, and then they're. I think what really killed it was the fact that uh, they did not release a bunch of game modes. They only have like three maps, and the game modes you get aren't even that entertaining. It's just not there. But yeah, I mean that's a good example. Halo uh, was a really good example of that. But uh, that was that was kind of my week though. Now, what happened throughout the week actually uh, sparked, sparked my eye a little bit. Uh, I'm a big fan of a YouTuber named Harris Heller, also known as Alpha Gaming. And he made a video, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, I'll watch this. Uh, I actually learned how to set up OBS and everything else from watching him. And uh, he brought up the fact that someone posted an image of a tweet that I thought was fake when I first saw it, and it turns out it was not uh, so, in the in the recent week, uh, Twitch had uh, some cons major changes they're going to be doing to their platform, like taking revenue from streamers from seventy percent to fifty percent. They're going to be giving streamers a fifty-fifty cut, and some people will be like, "That's amazing! That's not good." They were making seventy percent, but some streamers who are getting on now don't. Now, bits, we all know you really don't make too much money on bits on Twitch, but your subscribers is where you get the money from because that's the 75th or that's a 70-30 split. Well, they're not doing that anymore. They're actually going to be taking that out. And now, so instead of getting $5 for the uh, thing, you're only going to be giving your, uh, your actual supporter or ugh, you're going to be giving the creator 
like two bucks, if that, like two fifty, and that's including after Twitch takes out their cut, and you can't get the payout until the following month when you hit a X amount. So they are making a massive pay cut, and to top this off of how money hungry they are, they are actually going to be making you watch ads. So they're going to be implementing more ads that already is crazy to watch Twitch and you see all these ads popping up. Now, it's going to be even worse. Uh, and then they have a new, uh, a new. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a tier system. They have a new tier system coming out that no one knows anything about that. Um, and they're going to be having, this is something that I really wanted to talk about, is they're going to be cutting their exquisite, ex ah man words um exclusive yeah the exclusivity they're gonna be cutting that so now you can stream on twitch youtube etc as long as you're not uh partnered with them so now that that is where a lot of people are going like that's an awesome change but that could actually be uh more dangerous now because now twitch also realizes that they're not making nowhere near as much and they're letting their creators leave twitch um, and not really any repercussions from it. But the reason we're bringing this up is because I want to know you guys' opinions on having more ads on the platform after Twitch bought it for like 44, or after Amazon bought it for like 40 million or something like that. So now they're implementing more ads, taking a 50% cut of what streamers make, and they're also losing they're pretty much the one reason that so many people are going to twitch is because it's the number one streaming platform they're now saying oh you can now also stream on other platforms while you stream on ours so i want to i want to know you guys' opinions on let's just let's stick it with the uh the money hungriness the ads the cut the pay massive pay well the cut. first problem is that uh twitch hasn't been profitable yet Yep. That's that's the main issue that they're that they're contending with, and uh, I mean Amazon has you know quite a bit of money. It's a massive company, but it doesn't matter how big a company is if they're they, they're not running a charity. They still have to make this into something profitable, and what this shows is a disconnect between uh, Twitch, Amazon, and its creators by not working with the creators to try to find more unique ways to generate revenue. Because you know, people, players, fans, they're willing to find uh, different ways to to support their creators, and ha not giving, not looking into those kind of more creative options first shows that they don't have you know a finger on the pulse of the community. Like if you look at YouTubers, for instance, one of the great ways that YouTubers can make money is through their live streams. Um, they can earn revenue just by the super chats. Now, super chats you can spend as low as like I don't know, like a dollar ninety nine, I think, yeah. or even just like a dollar. I think is the minimum, but it's up to the user how much money they want to spend. So if they want to buy a super chat for fifty dollars, a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, they're free to do whatever they like. YouTube gets their cut, but it's that's what the that's what these live streams are for, because it, it comes back to the users having the ability to actually cultivate the content as well as support it they're not just paying money to see it they're paying money to actually be a part of the creative process yeah so i don't know if they got into a room and brainstormed you know a bunch of um, unique ideas and new ways to generate revenue or they just said no we just have to go with this so with this go ahead charles 
Well, they got together that dumbass freaking Twitch council, whatever it was, people that nobody freaking freaking likes or anything, and freaking people that they knew were pro problematic ones, freaking probably all agreed on stupid shit. People they, they knew would piss people off. I, I think the problem with Twitch, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take Twitch's side on this because I suppose one of us has to, is okay. I think the main problem fundamentally with this platform is that it costs a lot of money to support a somebody who's succeeding but it also costs a lot of money to support somebody who's not succeeding who's flailing or worse failing because you have you know for every popular streamer you have a hundred of them who are taking up video quality not you know top tier video quality but still taking up video quality for hours at a time and they're not getting anybody um and god bless every last one of them for trying i don't want to discourage anybody from trying but i think the problem is that twitch is I think they're trying to turn this into the platform for people who are already prominent, who are already established, and who are basically already winners. And people who don't have that kind of platform, they're probably going to have to look to Facebook, look to YouTube, look to some of these alternative streaming sites to build their uh, their fan base. And so then that way they can actually get onto Twitch uh, later down the line, which is going to be the more prestigious streaming platform. And so the one good, the one upside to all of this is the whole, now, now you can stream on multiple uh, 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 streaming platforms. I don't, uh, I don't know people who, I mean, obviously I, we, you and I, we both know a few Twitch streamers. I imagine that none of them are going to go onto these other platforms, but I think what it will do is it will give other people an idea of, okay, I can do YouTube, I can do Facebook, I can do Nemo, I can do whatever, I can do DLive, I can do any one of these. And I built up a little bit of a reputation and then I can make my way onto Twitch. So I think that's their main struggle right now is that they can't afford to support the up-and-comers anymore. That's, that's fair. Charles, your opinion? I just think that, was, that the size has pretty much gone down even further since they since Tim Tatman and Doc Disrespect and a lot of the other like big names freaking left. And there's still some big names on there, but freaking mm -hmm. a lot of them just didn't have the freaking viewership like freaking um, Doc and freaking Tim did. Yeah, I mean, like like you said, there's still a lot of big people on Twitch, but when you have big creators leave, that's where that's where the big issues fall in line with um, with Twitch. Now, what I've what I've heard, and Harris Heller talks about it in his video, and we'll link it down below uh, under this topic. But so what he talks about is apparently Twitch is more uh, they get more money off of smaller creators than bigger creators. Now, the reasons are is because of merch, uh, sponsors, all this stuff. Like, that's how the bigger people make more money outside of Twitch versus the smaller creators. Uh, people aren't donating directly to your bank account or directly to PayPal to you on stream if you're a smaller creator because they have the bits there for a reason. They use a bit. They buy $5 a bit. They're like, I'm going to give this guy a couple bucks in bits. And that's great, and you're supporting your creators, that's fine. But, when it's all said and done, Twitch makes more money out of it than the creator will ever make. Because you have the transactions fees that Twitch gets out of it. Then you have the fact that Twitch will take 
uh, a percentage out of it, uh, 50% out of it, out of the bits. And apparently this 50-50 thing's been actually going on for almost the last eight months now for the newer creators who've moved over. Uh, there's a few people that's talked about it, but they thought it was norm. They thought this is what everyone was getting. Um, but yeah, um, no, but what I'm hoping that comes out of this, and I highly recommend everyone to do this, is a streaming platform called Restream.io. If Twitch does lift this, what I will probably do is I will start a, I will try to sit there and see how possible it is to stream onto DLive, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, restream on all these platforms for like 14 days straight, three hours a day on all of those platforms for 14 days straight and see what their results would be versus putting your time dedication into one. Because also reminds you, if you're using something like Stream Elements or Streamlabs, the system gets a little bit uh, breaky, to say the least, because uh, it can't recognize that you're having all these alerts for different platforms popping up. But I think it's a great idea for smaller creators who are like, I want to grow on YouTube, but I also want to grow on Twitch. YouTube's not there for streaming yet, but Twitch is. Twitch is done with that like they already got it figured out so if you're trying to sit there and juggle which one you should do now it's at least nice because twitch says hey exclusivity or however you say that word poof, gone now youtube if you're you still said it right okay thank you uh so if you're if you're in a partnership program for youtube that means it's still there for youtube so like tim the tap man even if he was allowed back on to twitch cannot go over because he now has a contract with youtube facebook once you're in a partnership program once you're accepts that guess what you're still trapped in there so and that's how you grow and get ads and things like that so you still have these other platforms that are still keeping you there with contracts it just twitch says i'm gonna lift it and i think they're lifting it for smaller streamers because you have to sign that contract out pretty early on you can have a thousand followers and have to sign that contract so it is, yeah. it is now, what it if is. I were, if I were getting into this, you know, and I, um, and I were like, you know, 18 or 19 or whatever, and I still have like a good few decades to try to sort my stuff out. Mm -hmm. One thing that I would think about is whether or not streaming is the right thing to do to start. Uh, because you're going to be spending a lot of time um, streaming content that might be very easily repurposed because then you could like oh yeah you can take the video content you can edit it but kind of like what you were saying best laid plans can still fall apart so yep. it took to end up with something that's of good quality can take quite a bit of time so i'm thinking now if i were to do it my strategy would be to actually focus on just being a video creator first on youtube or mm -hmm. or any of those charles is putting his hand up for that very reason did you want to say something, or are you just supporting what I'm saying? That's what I've been doing. I faking didn't start doing my faking live streams, reactions about the wrestling stuff for a freaking while. Right, right, right. So if you if you start by building uh, video content on YouTube, yeah, you could have to stick to a schedule, but it depends on what expectations your fans have. I follow lots of people; they just put out videos whenever they feel like it, and they yeah. do fine. So if you focus on just fo making your video content, you have a lot more breathing room. You can start to build up a fan base from there and then say, 
all right, I want to start doing live streaming. Um, you're more comfortable. You know your voice a little bit more. You have an idea of what kind of people are attracted to you uh, or attracted to your content or both, depending on mm -hmm. you know, if, you're, if you're a looker. And then you can live stream directly on the video platform itself, make your way onto one of these other ones. And then this is where I think they would work very well. So like, okay, let's say I'm popular on YouTube. I'm going to start a YouTube live stream. And then I would use Restream.io to stream out onto all of the other platforms and start fishing for potential fans. But you yeah. got to have a base. You got to have an HQ. You got to have somewhere where you expect people to congregate. So you have Bring your Discord set up, one maybe a website, um, but like some, you do have to have a main somewhere. I think that's uh, that's still going to be important no matter what. Definitely. And like for me and a lot of people, YouTube is where I try to lead people to just because like it's a platform that's established um, that it gets people going. Now, there's there's a disconnect and I actually had this conversation with somebody. So there's a disconnect of what I do for TikTok and the reason why I do what I do for that is so with the TikTok, I make the Dead by Daylight clips for an example and I lead them to Twitch. And then when I make like other TikToks that aren't really a part of the streams, but it's a video I did or it's me like, I, I just want to do this. I lead them to YouTube. And the reason is, is because when I post the stuff from my stream, I'm going to tag my stream for it because if they want to see content that I'm making like that, that's where they need to go. But if I'm doing, let's say, I'm going to tell people about the adventure of me leaving Facebook to Twitch, that is going to happen. If I start doing that and giving streaming tips, I'm going to lead them to YouTube because that's where I want people to find me. That's where I want people to recognize me. And if they want to see me live, I won't be on Twitch forever. I've, I've said this many times. I've said it before I went to Twitch. I said it even today. I even said, I'm not going to be on this platform forever. I'm going to be on here until YouTube's established. Once YouTube figure out their streaming end, I'll be on there. And Ludwing is helping drastically with that. Lud Ludwing, uh, Dr. Disrespect after the lawsuit. I mean, like, everyone's helping YouTube right now drastically with this. And I feel like Twitch is kind of wanting to get... Okay, not Twitch, but Amazon, Jeff Bezos is trying to get their money's worth out of it before YouTube dominates. And right now, TikTok is already dominating the live stream features already and youtube's taking notes they're trying to get caught up and twitch sees that they're losing out i think this is a last chance twitch has to make their money back before youtube dominates the platform and i reason why i say youtube not know a platform out there for wonder is no other one like youtube at the moment also youtube is so established it's not even funny it's not on myspace it's not facebook YouTube's been able to keep people there for a reason. People ha go to YouTube for a reason. If it's for music videos, for live streams, for gaming videos, for short content, they're there on YouTube. YouTube's established. YouTube has made it. YouTube has nothing to worry about. Twitch has nothing to worry about except them making money. YouTube has people paying millions for ads. YouTube's fine. YouTube has their stuff figured out. Twitch is trying to figure out how can we make money? How can we actually be profitable? And their idea is smaller creators. They want to focus on smaller creators. That's how they make money off it. And they're acting like, we're here for you all. It's not true. They're just trying to get money out of you. And that's why I've never liked Twitch to begin with. Except if you're trying to get into streaming. Do Twitch. Highly recommend Twitch. So like, if you need to start, start now. Don't sit there and go, I don't know what platform I should go to. Start somewhere. If that 
It's Twitch. Go on Twitch. Like start streaming. But I feel like I feel like the issue I can see massively with this Twitch information right now is that Twitch is going to find themselves worse because they're going to lose not just the big people now. They're going to lose the little people because now you're showing them that the big people were getting this. Now it's cut. So now it's cut. People are going to be like, wait, they were getting this and we didn't? So the platform was already screwing me and now they're going to put more ads on and everything else? I, I have a feeling that we're going to see more people move over the YouTube gaming uh, or YouTube streaming, however they're going to do that. I I, just, I don't think Twitch is going to last for another three more years. I think they're going to collapse in year two. 2024 they're gonna collapse so so you think that like one of these days like twitch will just cease to exist i i could go that badly for them i think so because this is this is something that i feel like twitch is going to do that is going to hurt them because they are falling off like i said when you have tiktok that's been made and already have a successful live streaming feature that gets millions of views hourly and it's so easy to cut to people's live streams it's so easy just do this oh someone else that i like that they can recommend to me right in front of my face tiktok has figured it out it took twitch years and they still can't figure out their algorithm softwares so i i I just uh, i just realized something well i realized two things one Hmm. if twitch ends up being the underdog platform that means i actually can use it because if I wanted to be a streamer, I wanted to support the underdog. So if Twitch becomes the underdog, I'm like, all right, here we go. Joe's going to be I'm like, gonna, D-line? Gonna, gonna, gonna <laughs> hey, that, so that, that works. Yeah. Uh, and then on the other side of it, as I think, I think one of the main problems with a primarily streaming platform like Twitch, YouTube is, of course, it's a video platform that happens to do streaming. Uh, Facebook is a is a is a social hub that happens to do video content, happens to yep. do streaming. Talk is. Uh... <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Continue. Mobile platform that. All, does a myriad of video content uh, or is a, is the vertical video content um, mm-hmm. I like calling them verticals I hope that sticks uh, but it also happens to do a live here's the problem with twitch is that the the draw for an audience is almost always based off of the game and not typically based off the streamer unless you have boobs but let's face it boobs just throw the whole thing off so we're not gonna not gonna talk about that. But like, let's just say, for instance, that I was into if I if I started playing Fortnite again. Well, okay, Ninja's probably still like the top streamer or whatever. Um, and but it's always the game. It's not the personality. There are some personalities that shine through and become more about them than the game. But we've talked about this in the past on this show. Is that um, people expect consistency with their content because they are fans of that game. Yep. So Twitch will forever be. Um, at the mercy of whatever happens to be popular youtube you can make a video of whatever you want and you'll find an audience like i i I was uh uh, i was digging through like some of my old stuff because i want to start selling off some of my old things and i found all my old harry potter books i started rereading them still pretty good 
And then, of course, I started looking up like Harry Potter content on YouTube, and there's like a whole treasure trove of Harry Potter content now that the algorithm is showing me that I didn't see even like two weeks ago. YouTube yep. will always have a great base because the the content is mostly everlasting. There is a lot of burner content out there, but that's okay. Twitch will forever be burner content. There's no long-term value in the content that's made there. It's always it's all burner content. So for that reason, it is very difficult for videos to have any sort of like long-term sustainability, which is bad for brands. If say, for instance, like I watch an Emperor Lemon video, but it's been like three months, he still does a sponsorship for Raycons or whomsoever he happens to be sponsoring. That still benefits that brand. Brands yeah. know this. They know that their name will stick in these videos for for years down the line as like waves of people come in based off what the algorithm does. So these are all inherent advantages. And I think this is something that Twitch has to think very carefully about is how can they start to create everlasting content? How can they start to give people um, content that they can that they don't necessarily have to watch live but can still enjoy watching on that platform? And I think a lot of that will fall into creators who can um serialize your content a little bit better make it more episodic have a little bit more of like a story through it uh more like uh, arcs or beats um if there's things that are going on with the creator's community and that comes through in the chat you, you got to think of something to yeah. make that content rewatchable because for, for the most part it, it just doesn't last very long the entire platform is based off burner content so then do you think if twitch decided to add like Obviously not a TikTok feature, but, like, add in the opportunity to, like, upload videos to it. And not saying that it's going to turn itself into YouTube, but do you think if they decided to do something like that, where you can upload content to there, to where it can stay, not expire, where it can stay up on there, maybe a little clip feed that actually works properly and it's not shit uh if it actually has this stuff yeah, this is a this is a really good question so i'm gonna i'm just gonna go on to, to uh, twitch right now so here's what twitch does switch is automatically trying to get me to watch whatever happens to be live so mm -hmm. i think no matter what there needs to be a live component but we can still work with this so yeah. let's say for instance uh i go to i go to your channel and uh so let's check out this day by daily stream so, so it's the getting ready thing uh, and then i'm watching your previous broadcast now if your previous broadcasts were like cycling through so in that way all of your older content was still being played i mean to an extent right i think videos they get deleted after like a month or whatever yeah. but the chat was still there what would happen is that you would still have engagement and people could still even potentially show their support through this content that is now semi-live as opposed to live it's still temporal it still only has like a month before it disappears, but at least there's a little bit more of like, I have incentive to go and support the people that I'm a fan of, even if they're not there at the moment. I can head on to their channel. I can still watch some content. There's still people that I can interact with. So that's one thing that I think that can do to help. I, I, I don't know if that's the cure to this, but it, there, there needs to be some way to, uh, to get people a little bit more involved between the live streams of their preferred, uh, their, their preferred streamers. Okay. Uh, Charles, what about you? This whole thing with Twitch is like, they did it pretty much to themselves with everything that's that's been going on, and all the freaking stupid mistakes that they've been doing, like freaking not dealing with the problematic streamers that have been causing all the problems on that site, but if they go after the ones that aren't even doing anything wrong, like what, the whole thing with Dr. Disrespect, 
even though faking the, you know, the freaking details has come out, there's probably like things that happen on both sides with that whole freaking fiasco. But I don't mm -hmm. know. Yeah, there. I just don't like the fact they delete the vods after a while. Uh, yeah, and that that's kind of what we're what we're kind of like saying is like for one, they delete everything, so there's nothing on there to keep you wanting to stay on the platform besides watching more live people, and. Like they delete the they delete your past streams, they delete your vods, they eventually your clips get so buried it's not even funny. They don't make it easy to just play your clips through. Um it's just no title they, and they've also uh, uh clamped down on a lot of different kinds of content too. Like they because they wanted it to be more family friendly, because if you have an Amazon Prime subscriber for a family, next thing you know, kid have something to Twitch and you know, they end being you know, they're still letting people do the thing at Hobbit and Bikini bullshit. That's that's just an honor to me. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, there's so gonna be a hot tub back things, here. Obviously, YouTube is in is in great shape. There's no contesting that. But yeah. there is now a growing parallel economy because a lot of creators from the platform were kicked off because of their views. Um and and these people have taken an audience with them and places like Rumble or BitChute um are steadily gaining and it's all based off ideology so if twitch were willing to be a little bit more open towards like people with different viewpoints then you would attract uh, more of an audience i mean you if, you if you if you commit to one side of any argument then you've kicked off the other half and it might not like it's half and half but it, it is so i'm not saying like you have to take the opposite side now but like if you stay out of it then at least you have uh, the other half of the audience might be willing to return to the platform. Hence Twitter, for instance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I... Also, I yeah, go sorry. ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say there was like a small thing that freaking... I thought I'd mention on here. Um, I'll wait till you guys are doing. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, go, go ahead. Those who don't know, freaking, they finally showed a teaser for the next Call of Duty, which is one I'm actually looking forward to. A lot more than I was for Vanguard, because they finally showed a teaser for the for Modern Warfare 2022. And by that, do, do developers Warfare. by any chance do they ever stream games on Twitch? Like they're not out yet, but they're streaming their games to kind of show things nope. how they're going. I don't That'd fantasy. be cool. That'd be cool. Good way to save them. That'd be cool. Yeah. And I'm thinking like certain ones, like Square Enix, and I think certain other ones do. Yeah, they, I know AEW is going to be freaking streaming so, for, for hopefully something for the game. Finally, show something for the game, freaking for the first time in forever, at some point this week. Here's here's my final prediction. So so Jordan, I'm I'm not quite as like um, defeatist about it because you're thinking that like in three years it's going to be like I I predict it's going to go through a major rebrand. I think Twitch might need to become more of like a neutral thing not necessarily a video game platform which is what people think of it now because if i remember my history correctly twitch was not supposed to be a video game thing from the beginning it was just supposed to be a live streaming thing mm -hmm. so i think if they can pivot away from just videos and and go more holistic and so they can encourage live streaming from people in more different industries then you can attract a much wider audience so i think right now the whole gaming thing is um, one of their major roadblocks. YouTube obviously doesn't have that problem. You you can live stream whatever the whatever you want on YouTube. Yeah, a lot of you're in your category switch. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, I I think, I think if you if you're right, they're gonna rebrand. I think Amazon's gonna 
keep Twitch around as its messed up part and make Amazon Gaming or Amazon Live or Prime like Live. That. Well, I mean, I don't so, like it, but... But, no, like, so they're going to I think that's the right idea. That. So Twitch is still there. They have a competitor, but Twitch is still there. They have their own platform, and they learn off of what they're currently having. That's losing them money, and now they can only go up from where they're currently at with whatever investments they put into it. Um, they could call it River because it's the Amazon. Yeah, they call it River. I think that would be a very like on brand name. For, I'm not trying to be clever. I thought that. Well, yeah, I'm trying to be clever. I'm you, trying to be yeah. cute and funny about it. I'm just like I would. I would consider calling that. Calling it that. Live, river live streaming. I mean, come on, people. I mean that that is a good name. I would. Where do you live stream? <laughs> I live stream from River. <laughs> no, I, I live stream in the Bayou by the River. Uh, let, me, let me just let me just float this idea past you. That's... Yeah, uh, you know, I'll, okay, I'll now like I'm to, being, I like to now sail I'm away from it. Um, <laughs> but for the um, to real fast, uh, back up to um, the Twitch end, so we can move on a little bit from it. Um, so, I I hope Twitch is still gonna be around uh, because it is a good jump start to get you going. A lot of people are like, this is the reason why. Don't say. I don't have the equipment for it. Don't do, don't say all that nonsense. You know, just go ahead and do it. If you're going to go live, go live. If you would have went live a year ago, guess what? Yeah, unless you're me and your computer actually is an artifact. <laughs> well, uh, stop feeding the dinosaurs and maybe you will, uh, you know, uh, I can't remember that, uh, the show's name with like, the, Flintstones? The, yeah, Flintstones. Yeah, that's it. I was trying to be clever with that, and I didn't because I suck ass. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, just do it unless there's actual things holding you back. But find a way and do it because, um, honestly, when it's all said and done, I feel like it's a good thing to start sooner than later. So things like this yeah, doesn't happen like, and it doesn't like, let me you. Let me say, like, if you want to be a content creator, be a content creator. Yep. That's the thing you don't have any excuse for because there's a hundred million ways that you can make content. I tried to stream. I'm not I'm not up to it. Uh, I my just computer can't handle it and I don't want to push it. So I pivoted into just video content cre creation. I don't have to worry about live streaming, but I still get to make something. So as yep. long as you're making something, you're in the game. If you want to make something and you're not making something, I'm, I hope you have like eight kids or something. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, like content. Uh, yeah, yeah. TikTok. Like, a TikTok takes ten seconds to make. Yeah. You have you have any opportunity available to you to be a content creator. So that that barrier does not exist. That that part I agree with. Yeah, I and I think that's kind of where where I'm leading off to is exactly that. Like, don't sit there and don't follow through because you're gonna get news like this. That would deter you. If I was brand new, that technicality, I'm brand new to Twitch, I would be discouraged. I'd be like, why am I why am I doing this? I'm about to take a 30% pay cut, pretty much. And for what? Now people are gonna have more ads to watch me. So now whenever I see someone join in, I have to hurry up and grab their attention before they are like, the ad's not worth it, and just leave. So it, it's more stress to put on you, and it's just, man, I that's why you need to get started sooner. Don't don't hesitate if you I'm I'm gonna this is what I'm gonna do. If I can sit there and hit my goals, I wanna make a whole entire series of streaming on a budget and see what's the lowest budget you can go with good quality streaming. I uh, I'm I'm really curious how that would turn out. Um but 
that's kind of all I really got for the Twitch side. Uh, Charles, you did mention the fact that Modern Warfare uh, or Call of Duty has released a Modern Warfare uh, teaser trailer. Um, now, here's here's the problem. Here's the massive problem I have with that is that they released it. And one of the biggest things that people will notice is that they're showing zip codes from different countries all around the world. It's part of the marketing because they're going to, this game is going to be apparently taking place in different countries. And if you actually paid attention real quick for like a split second before the end of the teaser, you can actually see the TF141 logo. Yep. Now, here's the issue I have with it is Activision is tanking drastically with their their crash of Vanguard. Their, Fuck Vanguard! Their the plummeting of Warzone. I don't feel like this is going to be any better. I feel like this will be better than Vanguard, but worse Cold than Cold War. So I don't. The last Modern Warfare game was actually pretty good. It was the last good one that they did. But their record right now isn't great. I think the only way they can actually come back from this is bring back the good old days. If they are able to somehow do that, but right now I don't see it because this game actually been in development for the last two fucking years, even while Activision was going through their nonsense, I don't see this game being any better. I see it being better than Cold War, or I see it being worse than Cold War, better than Vanguard. It was made by Infinity Ward, and Infinity Ward hasn't made a bad Call of Duty since Ghosts, last I checked. Even though Ghosts was actually pretty good. But that's also like it just varies. It really does vary on. Now I hope it does good because I do enjoy playing Call of Duty. I actually do get the itch to constantly go back to competitiveness of it. Um, but it's just no. I would rather not go back to a company that uh, you know sexism and gaming. That's <laughs> G four. Um, I would just rather you know stay away from that side. Um, oh, but if you ever want to think see if making the remaster Modern Warfare one is still active and it probably is. Freaking I. If I have money, I could just freaking buy that game for you and freaking we can hop on that thing. Oh hell no! <laughs> I, uh, I I've pretty much given up Call of Duty for uh, for a while. My sister's trying to get me back into it. I right now Call of Duty Activision itself just uh, burns me in so many ways. Burns me just so many ways. Like their their actions of 2021 and 2020 has completely just. Uh, burned a bridge for me and one thing I've always said throughout my whole entire career don't burn bridges if you're not ready for the outcome they burn bridges and even though I will obviously sub I would play the old Call of Duties now probably end up playing new Call of Duties but for content they've, they've absolutely burned the idea of me ever making content for them again it just, it's only okay to burn with the bridges if you hang with the widgets if they do a beta for this Call of Duty like they did with Cold War. Rob Zombie song. It'll be a bad I, time yeah. to play it. Burn with the bridges and hang with the I, I get I'm a big Rob Zombie fan. I, I, I get it. I have, oh, you are? Yeah. I'm not. Really? <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. I just, Charles, I just knew saying? that song. I, well, actually, I, I knew that line from that song. But why uh, that I, one I like line? Of, I like the House of a Thousand cor Corpses. <laughs> what? <laughs> Movie he made. Uh, I, I listened to him on uh, satellite radio. Pretty good, pretty good. In my BMW. That's another, that's another small thing I heard from a guy that, and I told you about this the other day, John, when you were playing Halo. A dude I watch on YouTube and sometimes on Twitch, freaking, that at one point was a big 
um, name and freaking as far as Borderlands and Destiny. At one point, he's made a video like a couple days ago where apparently he said that supposedly Gearbox is charging per minute when you're playing the new DLC in Wonderlands. I don't know if that's true or not. I haven't found anything yet, but freaking I would, with a pinch of salt, I would believe him because he, like I said, he was a big name in Borderlands and Destiny at one point. See, I I have a feeling that that might be that might be true, but also might be false, especially if he does have some bad water between them. Um, because what would be better if you're a massive uh, name in their area and if they burnt you bad? You can easily say something like that, and thousands of people would agree, and then immediately stop playing the game because of it, without telling them don't play the game, because that you can get sued for that, and it's not pretty. Uh, but you can get in massive trouble with telling people don't play the game. But if you sit there and say you're getting charged X amount just to play it for an hour, and then people might be like, oh, I'm not gonna take that chance. I'm not gonna take that chance and leave. So, uh, but. I'm 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 curious about that. I actually wanna I actually wanna test that out and see if it's actually a thing. If it is, uh, if it's not, then unfortunately though, it is it is what it is. Some people with bad blood, like I would tell people don't play Call of Duty, but in the same sense, I'm like, but they are kind of fun if you have some friends, you know, hop on some Call of Duty, play some games. It's fun. Yeah, like like you, like you made your point. You know, you'll always be able to hold out, but like. I got burned by Best Buy once because they bricked my laptop and they told me it was my fault. Uh, and I boycotted them for, for quite a few years. But eventually I'm like, well, I got to get that PS Move controller from somewhere. I guess I'll get it from the freaking... <laughs> I still try to take my business elsewhere if I can. But, you know, time passes. You made your point and Yeah. My time to... Yeah, and the time just, will pass you know, for me as well. It like, it, it will honestly pass with me in Activision. But when you have a contract... And you follow the contract, and you get screwed over from the contract, and then they continue to screw you over, and then you hear all this stuff that happens with them. You're like, "Wow, they're not just shitty to me; they're shitty to everyone." <laughs> so it will, it will take it will take a minute to me to get uh you know to put my toes back in that water. But until then, though, uh, real fast, Joseph, you said about a Best Buy story. Um, I actually have one. So I got a G7 laptop. So my G7 is the best thing I've had. So when I travel or do any editing on the road, I bring this massive beast. It's a Dell G7 with a 1090 graphics card in it. Uh, it has an Intel Core 7 processor, 16 gig RAM. It is great and I absolutely love it. Hulky battery life. It is amazing. But when I first bought it, it did not have Windows installed at all. Now, this was before I knew anything about computers. So I bought, I just quit my job at Amazon. This laptop was a thousand bucks at the time, but I got, uh, I got it on sale for like 800. I was like, oh, 800 bucks for the laptop. Bought it, went home, turned it on, black screen. It did not have Windows. Did not have a load up, did not have anything to. I'm like, okay, I bring it back to Best Buy to get them to install Windows on. They're like, oh, it, it's it's broken. We can't do anything about it. Uh, huh? You just download Windows. Like, no, it's not that simple. So I'm like, you know what? Okay, cool. Uh, can I replace for another one? The only one we have is the one that, uh, only one we have is the G7. Uh, but it's not on sale anymore, so you have to pay 
thousand dollars for it i'm like what the fuck why how, how did i go 800 and i'm like oh well i would like to at least exchange it well you can't because it went up when is that a thing and this is 100 percent happened i think britney still has the video of this happening like this happened they're like well you see you see okay this was an open box that's why it was on sale but it was an open box they fucked up they did not reinstall windows on after factory resetting the computer after they opened it up to make sure it worked, because at Best Buy, when you work there, you have to open it up, test it out, blah, 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 make sure everything's good with it, and you reseal it up, and they're always an open box. That's why if you go in with a new PS5, guess what? There's at least one open box PS5. They'll try not to sell you at first, but they will eventually sell it to you. Paid 800 for it, because it was in the little rack area, and because I needed to exchange it for a brand new one, they made me pay the extra 200 more that at the time I did not have. <laughs> but uh, luckily, though, Brittany, amazing. And she was like, I got you, boo. And I was like, dang. So I uh, ended up getting it. But yeah, Best Buy screwed me over like three different times. In my personal favor, we're getting dash cams for the vehicles. And on the website, it's like, this store has it. Go to that store. Oh, we don't have it. Calls up the other store. They have it across town. Okay, cool. Drive the other end of uh, Kansas City to get there. They're like, oh, we don't we don't have it. But this store up north has it. And we're like, what the fuck? No joke. We literally went to all four Best Buys in Kansas City. And no one had it. And we went back to the first one being like, they said you have it. Have what? The dash cans. These ones? Like, it happened to us, and that was the last time we've been to a Best Buy. We we absolutely hate Best you, Buy. Like, I, I would still want to move to America, but <laughs> your country scares the shit out of me. And you know why? Because I always get this feeling that, like, no one is obligated to actually do their job in, in the States. It's all a matter of, like, whether or not that person individually is a decent enough human being that they'll, like, help you. That, like, if anything goes wrong, no company will ever, like, actually support the customer in any way, shape, or form. So, here, here's the thing is, you only hear about the negative stories because the negative story is what people want to hear. So, you will only mm -hmm. ever hear the negative mm -hmm. stories about it. Versus the positive stories, like, I can't tell you how many times, like, people were so nice to me in Micro Center and everything. Okay, Best Buy just sucks ass. But everywhere else was so great and stuff. Like, you don't hear those because, for me, it's just every day in life. But when something different happens like someone's a jackass it stands out to me because i'm like you're you should be that way this is america <laughs> you shouldn't be that way <laughs> um, but you know it, it, it you only hear the negative i will say though there's a lot of really really nice people here and a lot of people that work with companies um like i i talk so uh so good about for fine technologies like they are a company out of China, but they have people in America here, and they are the nicest fucking people. Like, they've sent me literally my first microphone ever before I even started YouTube, before I started the streaming thing. Like, before I started gaming, they sent me my first microphone. Like, they were the nicest company ever to reach out to me. Um, and then that led into the tuner, uh, toners people. That led to Samsung, the Samsung, to Apple, like, there's so many people out there that are really, really, really nice. And, I mean, you just don't hear about it because they don't make a... They don't be assholes. <laughs> so, uh, but I will say this. Scam callers are the best, by the way. Uh, if you pick up, just say, I w can you help me shave my butthole? They'll hang up every time. 
<laughs> I saw it on TikTok once. Um, but um, I, don't, but, I don't know if we'll have time for like our, our last article. So I would rather just tell you like my telemarketer story real quick. Um, very interesting sales technique, which is like he must have talked to me for 10 minutes without ever asking me if I was interested. He just took the fact that I was still on the phone as an implication for it. So it was like, when I, I put you on the line to my supervisor, well, we're going to set you up with this great program and you're going you're gonna to start making the money. So no. 10 minutes have gone by and finally said, so uh, can I put you through to the manager? No. I said, well, no. No. What do you mean no? Well, no. you never asked me if I was oh, interested or not. No. You just talked for the last 10 minutes. I said, so, so he said, so, you, so you've been wasting my time. I said, well, I mean... You've been kind of wasting your own time. He's like, motherfucker. And then he hung up. <laughs> You're like, you motherfucker. Oh, God. I actually got him to call me that. I was like, oh, I'm proud my of myself. God. Dude, yeah. that's, that, that reminds me of like, uh, uh, vacuum cleaner men back in like the fucking 90s where they'd be like oh let's let, you want to see how this vacuum works like no not really oh come on come on only take a second they take it they clean your fucking rug and they actually do the whole rug they're like oh see how clean see how clean the rug is do you want to buy a vacuum cleaner no what <laughs> you, you 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 let me test it out oh, you, didn't, you, you didn't say do it face <laughs> so but oh, sorry, I, yeah, one other one then this one's also really good too so i every now and then i'll get people who will like they'll try to pitch me on upgrading my my podcasting website uh, echopodcasting.com which by the way i'm facing out because i'm just consolidating it into giantenemycompany.com uh but every now and then people will call me telling me to like redesign my website and one of these guys he calls me and i'm not in a good mood that day so he's like uh yes is this uh mr joseph lani typically when people get my last name wrong they think that the capital i is a lowercase l so they think i'm lani uh yes uh can i talk to mr joseph lani like uh yeah this is me uh yes uh i'm looking at your, your website uh ecopodcasting.com uh, I think it's, uh, it's Echo Podcasting, but continue. So I guess I'm looking at the website, sir, and uh, your website is uh, not professional. And and so I say in response, don't tell me my website isn't fucking professional. Fuck you. And I hang up the phone. I mean, that's now, what I would have done. I would have been like, you're freaking telling me my shit's not professional, buddy. Fuck off, you freaking Indian bastard. Hang up. <laughs> would have just said that, but I was doing the impression, so I'm just as uh, guilty as you are. But, like, two weeks went oh by before I realized what it must look like from his point of view. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I told him his website wasn't professional. Oh, yes, and what did he do? He told me to fuck off. <laughs> I, I, oh, read I read oh, the script. I read the script. I guess I guess fit the bill. Uh, like, you'll tell me I'm not professional. Fuck you. So that, but I mean, that, what else would you do? Someone literally sits there, looks at my channel and says, your videos fucking suck. I'm going to sit there and tell the guy off. I'm not going to be like, what can I do? What can I do, sir? How can I yeah, change yeah. it? How can you make this happen? Mr. Scam likely. <laughs> like, how can you make this work? <laughs> oh man, man, Charles. Any any weird like uh, customer uh, experience or customer service experience or stuff like that? Other than freaking dealing with elderly freaking crazy old assholes, I think you can't be patient for more than like two seconds if you can wait for a goddamn fucking customer. Freaking not really. Ooh. Freaking out. I have to deal with people like that to freaking talk shit about. Fuck ass, fuck Damn. off, asshole! <laughs> Thinking 
but I don't like I was saying, freaking sometimes I have to deal with somebody freaking to me talk, leaving a comment in my videos, freaking talking shit about it, freaking whatever. And it's like, buddy, you know I can freaking just delete and freaking re remove your comment, pal. Yeah, I see. I just don't get only negative comments I get is people tell me to die. That's it. <laughs> like, it just, just come from whenever I'm freaking voice seeing my opinion on something like wrestling or NASCAR because I like certain ones and you know, because I freaking mm. you know, agree with the freaking bullshit like freaking all these freaking e WWE drones that freaking so, well freaking support this freaking sports entertainment bullshit but then rag on freaking AEW when it's like I haven't made a video on your fucking bullshit company in how long and you guys are freaking talking shit about my freaking show. I will I'll, I'll say this uh the the fact that some people will like sit there and say you know and I really love this is when people will be like oh yeah well you know your your response to someone stating their opinion you're like well my personal opinion and they just fucking roast the shit at you and it's like but you know that that's just that's just what I think and it's like you know, on the one hand, it's you know it's garbage and has no redeeming qualities. But on the other hand, you tried. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's the review of this podcast. <laughs> it's just like you guys like, try. I know. We well, have at least a redeeming quality. I know the prerequisite is like five, but you know what? Come on. <laughs> it's just a thing I hate about the internet these days where you can't have an opinion that's different than everyone else's because God forbid, especially on Twitter, freaking if you have a different opinion, but you see something a lot of people don't freaking agree with or like for whatever fucking reason, you'll never, freaking all you'll see is just a wall of freaking messages freaking on your shit freaking saying to fuck kill yourself and it's like, buddy, there are people that will do that if you leave that kind of shit on their wall. Yeah. I, 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 uh, well, hopefully Elon Musk will put a, uh, put a helping hand to that. Um, but also, like, maybe not the helping hand to the toxicity. Save us, Lord Elon. Save us. Save us, Lord Elon. Lord Musk! <laughs> Please save us! Hey, Elon, why are you gonna build that freaking rocket ship to the freaking so we can travel to another galaxy? I don't want that. I want the $20,000 cars he promised. Like, that's what I want. I want to pay $20,000 for an electric car. But Both people of you back up. Flamethrowers. Flamethrowers. No, he's, he made a flamethrower. Yeah, not a flamethrower. There were a better one. It's not a flamethrower. It had a reference to it in Borderlands 3. Like, literally, there was a whole Twitter exchange between Gearbox and Elon, where, like, freaking they asked him if he wanted to have a shit reference in the game. And he was like, yep! And they put a reference into it. Yeah, he's a big gamer. He played, like, the original Call of Duties and stuff. Like, he was a big gamer growing up in his country. So, I mean, fucking bet. I'm good for him. Um,. Uh, obviously, we're all big gamers here, uh, but I've been hearing bet a lot lately, but it's kind of new to me. What does bet mean? Where where else do you hear it besides me? <laughs> TikTok. Uh, bet just pretty much means like, okay, or cool when you're responding to someone. So it's like another way to say like bet. Um, I, I use it a lot just because of just because like, I don't know, it's easy for me to say it because when i was working in security my response would go yeah i understand or i can understand that and people would get so pissed off at me because of it because they're like you you seem to understand a lot I'm like eh, yeah 
gotta understand where I'm coming from though. <laughs> so yeah. I uh so now I just say bet whenever I'm responding to someone, uh, because at least then it's not the same thing I've done through three years of my life. That and I'll also say like if someone says something fucking stupid, I'll go bars. <laughs> Some... hey, you wanna be rapper on TikTok right now? Hey, you know, you know they're gonna call me they're gonna call me a uh, little green. <laughs> little the little green man, the six foot three green man. <laughs> Wait, isn't that isn't that just uh, a, the beanstalk a, dude? The green giant. There's a that guy scared the shit out of me as a kid, by the way. Yeah, dude, that guy was uh, no. Who scared the crap out of me was the episode of SpongeBob, the hash thing and slasher. That scared the shit out of me growing up. No. How did that scare you? Because I grew up watching like fucking weird things. The dark scared me, Charles. I I need you. <laughs> I know what scared me when the first time I seen it. When I first saw the freaking flood in Halo One, I was like, "What the fuck is that? Fucking shoot and kill it for the." Oh, oh, so little tentacles scare you, but a fish holding a knife doesn't. Actually, what scared me the most was um the vampire at the end flicking the lights because SpongeBob was like, then he was there flicking the lights, and it's like uh Dracula flicking the lights, like that scared the shit out of me. Yeah, scared the shit out of me. At least the flutters actually fucking scary if you never met them before. And now it's just like, yep, here's a, here's the freaking zombies of this franchise. See, I just I think of the flood like you know anime titties. They're <laughs> you don't always want to see them, but when you see them, it's an experience. <laughs> uh, that's you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna use that for now on. Uh, but our podcast is running on way long enough. Um, uh, so. Uh, any any last final final words uh this has been like if anything like the streaming slash um social media podcast uh for this week um so is there anything that you would say to an upcoming uh creator who wants to get started like anything to like motivate them to get going nothing that i haven't said um throughout the entirety of this episode is if um Try to be a content creator first and transition into uh, streaming. Um, if you don't have a base, so try building a base first. That could be a viable strategy. Um, work within your means. Figure out what kind of content you can create and then start from there. And yeah, I think those are the two things. And they, they kind of like, they coincide with one another. So uh, both, both of those. And then um, don't be afraid to spend money on it. Like, do professional quality work. That's more important than than anything. Quality, quality over quantity. Yeah. yeah. If anything else, just do what I do and just do whatever the heck you feel like and see how that freaking turns out. And figure if LA to where you freaking see you built an audience. And, what, and then you decide to start doing like certain things like go join Des on Twitch with Dead by Daylight and freaking go ham. Yeah, I uh, I will say watch the people you want to become. So. I don't want to become Mr. Beast, but when my career lines up, all I've wanted to do since day one was to give to others. So, in a sense, I'm watching the person I want to become, and I'm taking what they're doing, I'm using what they're doing. So I'm not mocking Mr. Beast. I'm not stealing his ideas. I'm not stealing anything what he's doing. I'm doing. He's my template, and I'm using him to teach myself how to go forward. So I'm watching the person I want to become. And I feel like that's so important because if you don't know who you actually want to be 
kind of basing off of. You're go- editing does nothing. Um, recording does nothing. Live streaming does nothing. If you don't have that goal where you want to be or who you want to kind of run all yourself after, even if it's someone that you're like, I want to be this character that I've done by myself you still need that side of like how to make that character. So is it someone from a TV show? Watch the person you want to become because that's more important than anything else. Like I would love to be a part of Rooster Teeth, but editing like a Chima Hunter, there's like no editing involved. So no, <laughs> but they, when I'm looking deeper into it, it's, I see what Mr. Beast is doing. I, I've always wanted to give back. I've always supported charities and everything else. And I forget to write them off on my taxes, so my accountant is going to hate me in the future. Um, but that's kind of... Like go ahead. I would, I'd like to be a part of Rooster Teeth and Team 102, if anything, so I can be the one that brings back the Rage Quit series Michael used to do. I don't think they'll bring those back, unfortunately. I, I, I feel... Because last time they tried... I mean, okay, they brought it back, and everyone loved it, and then they said, No. Let's just let's let it die. I don't I don't understand the marketing for Steve. I really don't. But uh, but you know what? There, I really want to meet him one day. Hopefully, I will see him at RTX next year. Uh, but Michael's like my favorite person on the you can hold group mostly just because what he's like me. I figured a lot of reasons why I figured rage of video games because freaking because of how freaking he used to rage of video games all the time. And also turns out he's also a brony too. But freaking that's beside the point. I I don't rage at video games. Uh, I just act. <laughs> I don't I, I don't I don't get mad. There's no reason to get mad. It's a video game. It's a video game. There's no reason to get mad. Uh but if you want to get mad and uh you know watch people get mad, Charles, where can people find you? <laughs> if you like just watching whatever random shit I freaking up upload whenever I upload a video, just you can come watch my slow, slowly but steadily growing YouTube channel, CJ the Old Wolf. Which has a freaking YouTube short with over two thousand views and I still cannot believe that fucking short blew up so much. Nice, nice, Agent Lone Wolf. I want to write you a script one day and have you read that, and then like go three podcasts reading the exact script. I want, I want to see how that turns out. Joseph, where can people find you? Uh, they can go to giantenemychannel.com. Oh, sorry, giantenemycompany.com. Uh, they can see an uh, amalgamation of what I do. What? <laughs> I have some script myself. <laughs> you know, you, 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 you get like a, like a, like a, like two plugs in. You're like, oh, there's this guy. I don't fucked up, Joseph. You fucked up. <laughs> so I do your proofreadings. Don't tell me about fucking up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Cut the cameras. Cut it all. <laughs> I, I've said it many times on the podcast. I will autocorrect because I'm working in such a rush. Like, even though Joseph has taken over so much stuff. I still Where's like robotic such end? rust. Oh yeah, every everything's crashing. I'm pretty sure a tornado is about to strike my house. So, uh, giant enemy company, right? That's it. Yeah, oh. and uh, you can go wherever you like from there. Nice. Yeah, I uh, I bench some of your older content, and it, it still holds up for today. Like, and I uh, I watched your one video you referenced. I think it was last week or the week before that. Uh, your live stream previously, where you said you were chroma keying stuff. Uh, I watched that one. I think I gave you like 50 minutes of watch time. So, yeah, big oh, big you. fan, big fan. Uh, but for yours truly, uh, once my screen gets a little bit better, uh, you can find me at Skull Hunter Games anywhere you can search up Skull Hunter Games uh, on TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, uh, OnlyFans. 
maybe uh, <laughs> if yep. i'm on only fans i'm not getting the money so if you see scroll hunter games on only fans tell me uh just don't pay for it uh i don't know what you're gonna see and just know i'm like a turtle it takes me some time to grow okay um <laughs> not tired to get your freaking thing trademarked I, I will eventually, okay? It, it's a growing process, uh, like any photos you might see on OnlyFans. Um, but we, uh, we're we going to be making a TikTok series, actually showing you guys the progress from going over and then actually give you some streamer tips that not a lot of people talk about for different softwares and what you would need for a computer to run those softwares. So we're actually going to be trying to lean in more towards TikTok content, uh, thanks to my buddy here, Joseph, for actually kind of opening my eyes to it. So we're going to start working on that in the following week. Uh, and... Where can you find the podcast? Well, score on a podcast anywhere you find it. And right now, because of Anchor, you can now watch the video podcast on Spotify because Anchor's are sponsored to the podcast. They've helped us out so many times. And now you can upload your video podcast. They extract the audio from it and they still distribute all the stuff for you besides YouTube Ooh. and Facebook. So Anchor is doing uh, God's work, to say the least, so I don't have to go How and... convenient. Go... Yeah, it's so convenient. You could just kick on your camera, like on your phone, kick on your camera, record a podcast about you talking about the next Lego movie coming out, hypothetically, and put it up, upload it there. They take care of the rest. So Anchor is a wonderful place to go to if you're starting a podcast like Anchor. You can find us anywhere you can search up our name, Skull Hunter Podcast, is where you can find us. Audio, video, doesn't matter. And if we talked about having links in the description below, you can head down there. While you're down there, that's where all of your boys will be, including James' Twitter account, because we still love him, even though Daddy ain't coming back. <laughs> Daddy's not getting that milk. He's, he's going to bring us curds. <laughs> but that is... That I is going to Dude, I love cheese curds. Mm, I love I love me some curds. So James, please come back. That is the Skullhunter podcast. Charles, go ahead and scream us out. But for all, goodbye everybody. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was the wrong one, by the way. That was supposed to be freaking gangster's paradise. What the fuck? <laughs> It's the wrong one.